Hello and welcome to the Adventures of Gaia. Oakland in storm successfully caught the warehouse owned by Samuel Magnus on fire. However, it's unclear the damage that had been done. Captain Sieg calls for a celebration with Gaia, Storm, and Oakland, taking them to the local theater to show the elven couple that the city of Solaris isn't all bad. At the theater, Captain Sieg introduced Gaia, Oakland, and Storm to the performer Priscilla, his lady who he spends most of his time with when in Solaris. Oakland, having the chance to be pleasured by the beautiful redhead Alyssa, kindly denies her, showing that he is truly faithful to Gaia. The show was entertaining, and the party had convinced Captain Sieg to tell Priscilla how he truly felt about her. Upon the next morning, Gaia and Oakland approach Captain Sieg and ask about the details of the night. Upon telling his tale of romance, a messenger flies on the deck of the ship, alerting the captain that his love, Priscilla, was attacked sometime in the wee hours of the morning. So, upon the arrival in the infirmary, you walk in and you can see beds everywhere. It's a, there's a low level. And the doctor comes up and he approaches. And, well, it's more of a nurse at this point and she approaches and she's like so why are you here and captain sieg uh i'm here to see priscilla i heard she was attacked and she's like oh oh yes follow me so as you arrive into the room priscilla cannot speak there's a small hole in the neck lips are swollen red around the face are blacked with a bloody bland bandage around her head the doctor standing beside her is an older medium height skinny build wearing a leather surgeon's outfit with a medical sign on the left breast short gray hair with a receding hairline and mutton chops with a mustache he looks at you her condition is critical but stable beg your pardon but are you a relative? Sig looks at the doctor. Uh, I'm her close friend, and these folks are my friends. The doctor looks at him and says, Sig, correct? She uttered the name in her few moments of lucidity. I am Joachim von Gratz, head of surgery, until recently a lecturer at Duncaster. Sieg looks at her and back at the doctor. What are her injuries besides her eyes? Her injuries are a concussion, cranial swelling, incision into her larynx, and scalding inside the throat and esophagus. Clearly, someone forced her to imbibe a caustic fluid. This is no ordinary attack. It was an attack 
of a demented mind and not the first. Sieg looks at the doctor. How can you know that? As he chokes back the tears. The doctor looks at him. Dr. Yoakum, I've seen wounds like this. They are not the kind one would forget. Don't you agree? In fact, just a week, a corpse turned up in the morgue with similar injuries and no heart. Do you know who's causing these injuries? We do not. How close is Priscilla to us? Priscilla would be five feet from you in a bed laying there. Can I approach her? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go over and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on her. Okay. I don't Uh, know how much it actually helps, but... Unfortunately, the Cure Wounds does not take effect. Okay. And it appears that it just doesn't work this time for some reason. Sieg looks at the doctor. What? No. No heart? You, you mean this could have happened to her? Is anyone looking into this? The doctor, Yoakum, replies, This is Solaris. Only the innocent burn here. She's not missing any parts that you're aware of, is she? That I am aware of? No. She is not missing anything, but I'm assuming something had interrupted the murderer. Because from the other bodies, she, she should not have been left alive. Where, where did you find her body? Her body was found a few... Well, the corpse collector is the one that, that, uh, that found her. But uh, her body was found not too far from the theater. You said there was a body that was missing a heart last week. Where was it found at? Do you know? Yes, it was found at his workshop. He's a wood carver. So he looks at you and he says, I would suggest examining the previous corpse. It has yet to be autopsied. Doing so could very well provide some clues. No need to act astonished. As a surgeon, I know the importance of preventative medicine rather than wait for this maniac to strike again. I'd prefer to exercise him, not unlike a tumor. Sig looks at the doctor. Will they let us in the morgue? Yoakum replies, by the main entrance? Most certainly not. You can also get in through the sewers. And they just kind of, Sig looks at all of you, and is just like, ugh. Are you okay? Uh, uh, this is a lot to take in. Do you travel the sewers often, Doctor? Dr. Yoakum looks puzzled. Uh, as often as required for uh, the pursuit of preventative medicine. So you've uh, gotten into the mortuary <laughs> through the sewers before? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Interesting place for a surgeon to hang out. Uh, It's not really a place that I hang out, though it is a place that I go to figure out exactly why people are dying in my city and try to prevent it. So do you have good directions? Yes, actually, I will lead you. Are there other people that go in the sewers? Mm, I'm sure there are, but usually when I'm through there, I, I see no one. Well, okay then. <laughs> All right, if you want to 
We're going in the sewers. We're going to the sewers. So as you agree to go through the sewers, Sparkington, are you going into the sewers? Yes. The doctor leads you outside of the hospital, and he takes you behind the infirmary in a secluded area where there is a sewer door. It's like a sewer trap wooden door. He picks it up, and he works his way down the ladder into the sewers. He looks up at all four of you, and, well, are you coming, or are you going to make me go on my own? I'll go down next. Okay. Then I go. And then I'll go. Okay. Closing the hatch behind you or leaving it open? Closing it. Okay. So... Dr. Yoakum leads you through the sewers and you have a very uneventful journey. However, you there's obvious waste in the water and you'll see the occasional rat. And you arrive at another ladder and Dr. Yoakum looks at all of you and he says that he will head up, inspect the area, and make sure it's clear because he doesn't want us to be seen because we're not supposed to be doing this. Okay. And as he's going up, Sieg, so Priscilla, how's it look honestly? No sugarcoating. Dr. Joachim looks at him. Her wounds will heal, but her voice concerns me. Surely you understand what a terrible blow that would be to a performer. Enough to strip her of her will to live. And I feel only you can help on that account. So the ladder is about 20 feet high and he starts to climb it. Who is the last one going up the ladder? I would have tried to have gone second. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm nose goes in. Nose goes in last? or <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going last. Okay. I'll go last. So as you're going up, one of the ladder braces breaks. Give me a dexterity saving throw. 18. You're successful, and you, you climb back up, and you're climbing back up the ladder. You, you can enter the room, and you see this morgue, and there's steel tables where bodies are laying there are six bodies and you open you're you're up inside the room where the bodies are on these steel tables they are waiting to be autopsied there are two human one elf one halfling and two dwarves dr yokum looks at you and he says we are looking for a woodcarver dwarf so we have to look for signs of this. So go ahead and roll me a D20 roll for your investigate. Give me an investigation check. 11. I'll just smell because this is a week old body, so it's probably the stinkiest. There <laughs> is a smell. It's about 14. 20. Gaia. So Oakland, you uncover the body of a human, and the smell kind of hits you in the face. And give me a constitution saving throw. Eleven. Okay. Uh, you you throw up. <laughs> the 
That's nasty. Storm, you open up a body bag that belongs to an elf, and the smell hits you in the face. This one is rather rank. Give me a constitution saving throw. Eleven. You also throw up. Gaia, you unzip the body bag of a dwarf and you completely unzip and there isn't a smell here. Like like the smell is not as bad as everyone else's. What do you want to do? Throw up. Um, I just, I tell everybody, come over here and look at mine. Look at what I unzipped, guys. <laughs> you guys are, are weaklings puking everywhere. So, as you look at the body, the doctor comes over. And he says, okay, so we're looking for a, a, a dwarven woodcarver. So, that is a dwarf. Now... Is there any indications of him being a woodcarver? He picks up the hand and he can see like sawdust and rough calluses on the hand. Um, calluses on the fingers, sawdust in the beard, clothes sticky with sap. This must be our dwarf. We must hurry though. Someone might disturb us. As they start the autopsy, what do you want to look at first? You can look at the head, the torso, the hands, legs, and genitals. Of course, there would be a, a genitals option. <laughs> check the genitals. <laughs> um, you can check his genitals if you want to. I ain't even looking at it. You can look at Oh, I'm testes. totally looking. I'm going to see if there's a kickstand there. There is a kickstand there. Hell and yeah. The doctor, there's there's like a nasty infection. Oh lord. On his kickstand? The doctor set, looks at you and says, uh, syphilis. Early stages, no sign of diffusion. I throw up again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping my back to the corpse. I slightly want to touch it. I uh, uh don't do, do not. Do not touch that. I, I want to check out his hands. His hands? There are welts and rope burns. It is apparent that this victim was tied and bound. That's how he got his syphilis. <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> he must have got tied up with Charles. No one could sit through such torture unless they were bound, Dr. Joachim adds. The dwarf wore a ring. But someone stole it, and you can see where there's an indentation of a ring on the dwarf's hand. Can we tell, like, the shape of the ring? Uh, it was definitely round. I mean, that's kind of all you can really tell. It doesn't look like it was, like, like octagon or anything like that. So it wasn't, like, huge? Yeah, it wasn't huge. It was huge. just a band? It was a band. Okay. Would it have been on his uh, ring finger? Yes, it would have been on the ring finger. Okay. Right hand. What other options was there to look at? So you have the legs, you have the torso, and you have the head. I'm going to suggest that we check out the head. So as you look at the head, the hair smells like it's burnt. Like he was in a fire. 
The eyes have been scooped out and the eye sockets have been burned. Very fine ash inside these eye sockets. Looks as if someone had put hot coals in his eyes. The woodcarver was apparently still alive when this was done. The mouth burns, blisters, and an incision made into the voice box. Just like Priscilla's, the murderer performed a tracheotomy so the victim wouldn't die too soon. What the fuck kind of shit is this? (laughs) (laughs) That's a sick individual, man. Dude, we're dealing with a psycho. Yeah, this guy's pretty messed up. Like everyone else in this city. It could be anybody. I feel like this might be extra messed up. Jesus. It's just going to be extremely quiet in this city. Might be enjoyable. Everybody getting their voice boxes taken out. (laughs) Um, Wow. Is there anything else about the head? Uh, That is it from the head. You now have the torso to inspect, and you have the legs to inspect. I'm trying to avoid the lower half of this guy's body. <laughs> Are, you, Are you jealous? No, I'm, it made me sick. So you're going to the legs? Yeah, yeah I'll check so out the as, legs. As you inspect the legs, the right foot ankle is swollen. The toenail's broken. The doctor adds that he clearly kicked very hard right before he kicked the bucket. I'm not a detective. That one didn't help me too much, personally. Um. All right. So let's check out his torso. Yeah. So the everybody torso. just keep an eye on somebody. If we have a suspect, like if he kicked them, like they're gonna probably be hurt, especially if he kicked them that hard. But so. it could be a kick anywhere. True, but I mean, just have to keep an eye out for somebody limping or their arm hurting. Or he could have tried to kick a door. True. I don't know. So in the torso, you find a deep wound in the chest and a scar the length of his stomach which appears to be an old wound maybe an accident from the workshop the chest wound gaping and the heart is cut out and the inside is completely cauterized the doctor wait a minute and he starts to dig around in the chest cavity and you can hear the sound of the flesh moving as he's hitting internal organs and just moving things around and he digs around and in the chest he pulls out a burnt egg that is scorched and it looks to be from some sort of amphibian like a salamander's egg Dr. Joachim I attended some lectures in hepatology as a student Uh, afraid I don't recall any amphibians that would lay eggs in corpses so, either Professor Cochran was deeply mistaken, or this inf- is in fact our murderer's doing. So, I have a question. Is the cauterization done by acid or by fire? It looks like it's an. The cauterization would be done by. I'm not sure. He starts to open the chest cavity and he warns, this will stink of rot. However, the smell that hits your nose 
is the smell of formaldehyde, a medical novelty. Heavily diluted, it's remarkable at preserving organic tissue. In stronger proportions, it's more destructive than acid. Mm. Formaldehyde. And the doctor, this explains why there's no smell of decay and why the throat's scalded. This person was forced to drink formaldehyde. Does this look like the same injuries Priscilla had? Yes. So they forced her to drink formaldehyde? It appears so. So who who would be most likely to have formaldehyde just sitting around? Besides like an embalmer? The guy that works in this place? That's a very good question. Keep that in the back of your mind. Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Sig looks at the doctor. I know where I will start. Any idea what his name was? And as you are speaking and talking, Dr. Yoakum goes to reply to Sig. Uh, And another man walks in who appears to be the coroner. Fabian Maya. I'm the coroner, Hubert Reich. I've come to perform the autopsy, but I see you have done it for me, Joachim. As always, you interfere where you're neither needed nor wanted. Drag others into trouble in the process. Who are these people? Joachim looks at the coroner. Uh, they are friends of the deceased. And Sig looks and says, uh, I'm also a student and I have some questions for you. And the coroner looks very, very well. Be quick. The reverend is expected to show any minute for an inspection. Sieg looks over at the doctor and the coroner. Are you two old friends, Dr. Joachim? Hubert taught the rudiments of medicine to Joachim long ago. Hubert, and not very well, you've still not mastered certain basic principles. For example, the doctor's role is to treat the ill, not save the world. Dr. Joachim looks Hubert up and down. You have not changed a bit. Hubert, the coroner, replies, a compliment. Dr. Joachim looks at him and says, no, a statement of fact. 30 years, and you've not changed a bit. Hubert is a young man, slender, muscular, and handsome, with medium-length brown hair, full-trimmed beard, green, hazel, yellowish eyes, perfect teeth, and flawless skin. Is he limping? He is not <laughs> limping. Does he have any noticeable marks or bruises on his body? No. Okay. He is covered in a surgeon's cloak, just like Joachim with the same badge that he would wear. And Sieg looks at the coroner and asks, where was the woodcover's bodies found? And Hubert replies, this is the coroner, uh, plan to investigate? Exciting. 
He died in his workshop south of the market square, just beside the gate to Four Corners. The poor performer was attacked there. Cities abuzz about it, which that would be down from the, the theater. I wouldn't recognize this coroner, would I? No, you okay. do not recognize the coroner. And he looks at you and he says, but the woodcarver, you, but the woodcarver, Eustis, the corpse collector, brought us the body. You should speak to him. Saw him just round the corner near, oh, another man walks into the room. Greetings, reverends. This is Reverend Nathaniel, a tall, smug, ugly-looking character, big ears, pointy nose, a shaved head, and pendants around his neck and rings on fingers displaying his faith. And Congression has parchment satchel on his side and wears robes. Is there anything, do we notice anything suspicious about him? Uh, he walks in with a lot of authority and he looks at Hubert. Who are these people? I believe I made it clear no one was to be allowed in, in under any circumstances. Hubert replies, You did, but they're friends of the deceased here to collect the body. Reverend Nathan, out of the question, show them out at once. And you were... How dare you, Reverend? Forced. You've had a week, and you haven't done anything. I'm forced going, to leave. I I'm, want my friend's I'm body back. Huh? I am resisting, and I'm going to just stare at the Reverend. I don't, I don't like this dude. Okay. So, as you resist, they call for the outside guards that are protecting the outside of the front door. There are guards outside of there. And they come in, and they look at you. So are you going to leave, or are we going to force you to leave? Am I the only one in the room now? Have they already left um, the room? That's up to them. Is Captain Sieg still here? Uh, Captain Sieg started the walk, but I'm sure everyone kind of stopped when they realized that Sparkington was kind of refusing. Yeah, we're still in the room. Sieg. Yeah, probably with Sieg. Okay. I'll just feel a little bit defeated, and... Uh, Kind of give them dirty looks as I start to walk out. Every single one of them. <laughs> so you're going out now too? Yeah. Hubert looks at all of you. As your reverence wishes, gentlemen, lady, follow me. You shall leave via another route. Why another route? You're going out the front door. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Back you came into in the, the sewer. sewers. <laughs> he doesn't want Nathaniel to know how you got in there. Okay, I see. So, so another route, he just means that we're not yeah, coming you're in You're not coming way. in the same okay. way. All right, I get you. Dr. Joachim looks at Hubert, and he says, so why didn't you, you out us? And Hubert looks at him and says, I was covering my own arse. If the Reverend Nathan had learned someone had entered the morgue through the sewer then cut open a corpse without his permission, I'd be in deep trouble. But you didn't give a thought to that, did you, Joachim, as ever? Well, while I don't approve of your willfulness, I also wish to see this murderer hang. So should I learn anything new related to this case, I will let you all know. Dr. Joachim looks at him. 
Uh, thank you. Captain Sieg looks as you're standing there watching at everyone, and he looks at the doctor as he in the corner as they depart. The doctor says that he's going back to care for Priscilla. So we should find the corpse collector? Is that what he said? Yeah, that's one of them. But as the doctor is leaving, you can see where Sieg kind of stops him. And you can hear as he's talking to him, you can hear the conversation. You could have told me you knew the corner. Could you, you, you could have saved us a trip through the sewers. Dr. Joachim replies, I know him, thus I avoid him. I've said enough on the subject. It's an old wound, unhealed as of yet. Captain Sieg looks back at you guys and starts to travel back to you. And he's just kind of standing there. So should we find his workshop or should we find the corpse collector? What do you guys uh, think? I do not know. Sieg looks at you and he says, I want to see this fucker hanged for this, but I have to get back to my dear Priscilla and help her spirits. You heard the doctor. I could be the only one to save her. Without me, she could lose the will to live. Would you do me the kindness? I will never be able to repay you. But would you do me the kindness of looking into this for me? Absolutely. It's not. Thank you for this, and I will owe you so much, my friends. And he departs. Okay, so the question is, <laughs> do we go check out his workshop? So you have leads, collector? and your leads are the woodcarver's workshop. You have the um, body collector, corpse collector, yeah. Yep. So I feel like it would be easier to start at the workshop because, you know, that's a stationary thing. Rather you, than you have the workshop, the corpse collector, you have the area where Priscilla was attacked, and you have I think that might be the only three. Yeah, pretty sure. Should have spit on the guard. <laughs> you should have. You should have spit on him. Your leads are the woodcarver shop, the the corpse collector, and the place where Priscilla was attacked. Which one's closest? Um, the closest one would probably be the woodcarver's shop. I'm down. That's where I wanted to go anyways. What do you think? That's where we go. Okay. Okay. So the woodcarver Fabian lives in the corner, in a corner that is gated and blocked by a tall stone wall. And as you approach, a heavy, large wooden gate. Do we see any kind of movement inside or anything like that? Um, it is probably, it's it's noonish, I would say. So you would see just your normal people walking by. So no one inside? Uh, well, you can't tell because the gate's closed. Oh, okay. So this is a solid gate. Yes. Okay. I see what you're saying. Well, I guess we can knock on the gate. Upon knocking, you can hear dogs and a dwarf sounding fellow on the other side. Be gone, or I'll sick me hounds on ye. Mahler, Striga, come. Hello? 
We're uh, just we're just stopping by. We we wanted to ask a few questions. Be gone. We're here to uh, investigate the uh, the murder of the workshop owner. Ah, oh, that's altogether different. Sit, ye stupid mutts. Lie down. Come on. Come on. Slowly now. Least they bite. And he kind of opens a smaller man door for you to come on in. And as you enter, you can see that this is a kind of a small corner. In the middle, there's like a, a, a burn pile of things. There is an anvil on the other side. And there is the workshop on the right-hand side. And you are standing there looking at a young, short, bald, with a thicky, thick bushy blonde beard wearing brown carpenter pants with a light brown tunic a brown belt with golden buckle dwarf Gus is the name I'm the stiff's brother we ran the workshop together Meyer and Meyer so can you tell us anything about what happened well twas like this had some work in far water and I was coming home Saw the plume of smoke rising over the city. Thought to myself, blast it. Gonna miss them burning another criminal. But the smoke wasn't coming from the square. It was coming from here. See the soot stains? And as you look back behind you, you can see the soot stains in in the pile of fire. That's where they burned our sculptures. Folk gathered round the blaze and found Fabian here beside it. That also hints back to his burned hair. They'd already loaded him on the cart by the time I had arrived. Fabian was a good dwarf, had no enemies, but he was a whoremonger. Well, that explains the syphilis. Yeah, it does. Whenever we'd put coin aside, I'd say, let's buy some tools, quality timber. No, Fabian grabbed the purse and he'd head out whoring. He took to following one in particular. He'd say, tis your fault, dirty bitch human dish rag, and other obscenities. Do you know her name? Uh, well, unfortunately, the girl died. I, I never caught her name, but she died. The, they said a fever took her. And uh, if you want to visit her, she's at the city cemetery. Well, what was her name? Uh, you know, he never said. Do you know where her grave is? City cemetery. But, like, the, the plot specifically, do you think you could take us to it? Nope. <laughs> okay. So they burned down a lot of your sculptures, your wood wood sculptures, I see. Aye, uh, yes, they burned our sculptures. Hey, Fabian's handiwork. I told him, brother, tits like that would crush her back. Whittle him down a bit. He said, nay, they'd sell better this way. Told me to shut me trap, and sell they did. Till one sermon at the temple, when the celebration, Reverend said that whoso buys idols from the non-human Mayas sins twofold, as a heretic and as a lecher. That was the end of that. What was the Reverend's name? Do you remember? Uh, I couldn't recall. Do you know what he looks like? Uh, bald guy. Did he wear a lot of rings? Uh, I didn't get too close to him. I, I tend to avoid. Your brother had a ring. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
do you can you describe it? Do you? I assume that you know what it looks like. It was just a silver band with black etching in it. Nothing spectacular. Was he married? No, just to that girl I told you about. They were. I think he was in love with her. Do you suspect that the reverend was part of the reason why they burnt the sculptures? It's definitely fitting, I could say. So, give me an investigation check, guys. 20, not net. 17. Okay. 16. So, Storm, on the anvil, you find a letter. Okay. So, I just walk over and I pick up the letter and I kind of hold it up and show it to him. Okay. And uh, I start to read it if I'm able to. Yes, you are able to. I just give me one second. Okay. The letter reads, Remember, good people, that fire can be both a blessing and a curse. Fire can warm with its flames. Fire can prepare our nourishment. Fire can drive off the horrors of the dark. Yet fire can also scorch burn and incinerate that is why we must live in harmony with eternal fire and its commandments whoever fails to heed its lessons whoever lives in ignorance of it whoever mocks it the same shall lose his life in its flames take my counsel to heart good people or you will reap the consequences of your deeds Signed, concerned citizen. That's not the signature I was hoping for. So, Gaia, you can see in the flames and the fire that the statues are of what you can assume are the old gods, women, shapely ones. Um, You also find bloodstains by this pile. Um where the burn idols were, where they found Fabian's body. It appears as if they were dr- had drugged him from the workshop itself. Oakland, you have found upon checking the workshop that the workshop is in fact locked. Okay, um, I'm going to announce to these guys that, and Gus that uh, the workshop is locked. Is there any chance that we can get this open? Uh, I've not even peeked inside since since they found Fabian. Well, maybe there's some clues in here. But I'll open it for you if you want. Gus opens the door and a horrified look crosses his face as he turns and allows you all to enter. What's wrong, Gus? Uh, it, it's, it's just odd. This was my brother and I's business. Okay, I'm going to go in. What do we see? You see bloodstains, but it's not enough to say that he died at that spot. So he didn't bleed to death. You can see formaldehyde and you can smell it. The furniture is knocked over. It looks as someone had kicked it extremely hard in the chair at which he possibly would have been bound. It is very obvious that Fabian was attacked in the workshop. Give me an investigation check, all of you. 11. 25. That one. So, (laughs) Sparkington's in the midst of fondling through some books. He doesn't see much of anything. 
However, Gaia, you can see that he had been tortured for a time, and when it was over, the murderer dragged Fabian's body from the workshop out into the courtyard where the pyre was, and you can see, you knew from before where his body lay. Um, then they obviously ransacked, because there's shelves inside of there, and you can see the shelves, and they ransacked the... Uh, uh, the idols and the sculptures and set them aflame outside in the, the, the pile. Does it look like this has been done by more than one person? Uh, it appears not. And these murders, you all can surmise that these murders are to teach a lesson to him, Gus, and the whole city. I, um, I look at Gus and I ask him... For a wood carver's workshop, what is the need for formaldehyde? We don't use it. So this is apparently brought from the killer. Is it a container of formaldehyde? It would be formaldehyde spilled on the floor, not the container. Okay. So the container is missing. Yes, the container is gone. So Gus, um, you wouldn't happen to know who would use formaldehyde, would you? Who would? Yeah. Well, I'm not well versed, but don't they use that to preserve individuals that have died? I guess. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm not not a hundred percent sure. Do you think it could be available somewhere more to the public? Oh, I'm sure if you know where to go, you could get from out of hide for sure. Yeah, I'm in the black market on other things, not really chemicals. <laughs> so, um. This reverend that was upset with your brother, um, where does where does his where is his church? What is he? What kind of religion is he? Uh, he's just with the eternal fire, the the religion of Solaris, the city, trying to spread to the far corners of the world. Do you have any other information you can provide us? Sorry, I do not. Well, Gus, we're sorry for your loss, but we have to be on our way. Thank well, you for your time. And it, do you care if we have any more questions if we stop by? Oh, absolutely. Um, I am going to try to find someone who's interested in buying this place now and get out from here and head back to my home and be with my family for what's left of them anyway. And he starts to tear up. I give him a hug. I'll give him a pat on the back. Oh, that that feels nice. Thank you. I head towards the gate. Okay. To Follow leave. Alrighty. 